and welcome. You're watching We the People. I'm Rishika Barua. The state of Uttarakhand is the first Indian state to enact a uniform civil code believed to be a template that many states will soon adopt. The UCC or the Uniform Civil Code would apply uniformly to all communities across all religions, not including tribals. It will impact marriage. It will impact divorce. It will impact inheritance. It will impact adoption, among a whole host of other issues. While many provisions are controversial. The biggest bone of contention is the provision for mandatory re- registration of live-in relationships. With the new act now entering a rather uncharted territory on surveilling informal sexual relationships between consenting adults, this act essentially makes registration of live-ins mandatory. That too, within the period of one month. Else, you could be subject to a hefty fine or even a jail term. Parental consent is now required for live-in couples below the age of 21 years. A child born out of a live-in which is registered is considered legitimate with all the rights of any other child. The rule also applies to those who live outside the state of Uttarakhand. So if you are from Uttarakhand but you live elsewhere, you can't just skip the hills and skip the rules, you still have to submit a statement to the registrar. Now there are several of these provisions that have raised constitutional concerns of privacy of personal liberty enacted in the name of gender justice and the rights for women who does the uniform civil code really benefit isn't this particular provision of the uniform civil code along with a whole host of others rather intrusive especially when it comes to live-in couples what about same-sex couples and most importantly While the state wants to meddle with affairs of the home and the heart, what about the rights of live-in couples? Is it an all duty and no rights kind of a rule? On the show today, we ask: Enacted in the name of gender justice, is the Uniform Civil Code in Uttarakhand a threat to privacy? I have with me an expert panel of lawyers, political activists, former persons from. Um, the uh, all india personal muslim law board women's commissions etc all joining us on the show we also have same sex couples joining us but i want to first give out a disclaimer my team and i have tried for a whole week and reached out to several living in couples several people who are in live in relationships who've been living together for several months or several years but they have all refused to come on the show even with their identity concealed the reason i bring forward this disclaimer at the very outset is because i think it does in a certain sense highlight the fear psychosis among live-in couples in our country today remember the uh, uniform civil code is not is in uttarakhand today but is soon going to be a template for what many other states across our country are going to implement i want to first open this show up today to the audience we have with us we have a young audience uh, who's joining us these are the young men and women uh, women who will be impacted the most by these new rules and regulations so what do you guys think of it let me begin by asking we have a same sex couple with us here how do you look at this these provisions for live in relationships you know will it will it really help in in any way or how do you look at it no, i don't think it will really help the society because if we are really wants our right they are not giving us what mm-hmm. happened recent in the kerala where the two like gay couple and one uh, misfortunate happened and dead and uh, the second couple who was uh, asking uh, his body and they like denied uh, yes, in a court yes. also they denied and uh, if we really uh, see this is a key issue really they, know, they really need to be addressed uh, rather than addressing these issues they are just uh, putting their nose in somewhere they really don't need it right 
like uh, Swami, judgment already they said that no, that we have a privacy life impact, how does it impact you particularly like living if, uh, in does it impact if you see you? like uh, if i want really with my female friend i want to we just rent out a room how i can prove to the uh, landowner that uh, we are not a couple and uh, we just uh, we are just our friends right. because they are just dividing the society on their genitals they are creating mm. a more masculine society sure. why they are doing this okay very interesting point. So if you just want to live in with a friend and you don't necessarily have any kind of a relationship beyond friendship, do you need to prove your friendship now to the state? It's very complicated. There are lots of other people in the audience who had questions. That Yeah, go ahead. Uh, my question uh, about the protection of women. If after uh, it is compulsory to uh, like, uh, living uh, living have to be registered hmm. so women protection is available hmm. or it is be like like okay, a so, talking sense okay you know? so you're saying that how does registration of a live-in relationship guarantee protection to the woman do i understand that okay exactly i would like to add up to the same point over here how does you know a marriage makes uh, you know a woman or a couple more secure you know a shadi institution is a compare kiya it's just a ceremony it's like out. the state telling exactly. you that you can Exactly. You can safe. Why I mean, you can do everything without a marriage as well, right? Right. There's nothing wrong in there. You know, apart so you're from saying this, this is a very pro-marriage. Exactly, okay. exactly. Interesting. The girl there in the front. How do you feel about so it? My question is, how does the legal recognition of live-in relationship compare with traditional marriage in terms of rights or properties or other legal yes. aspects? Is it all duties and no rights? Yeah, exactly. If by registering a live-in relationship, you're actually being entitled to certain rights, then it perhaps has some grounding. But in this case, it's just all duty. Go register. Prove your relationship. Talk about your breakup when you have one. You have to register that too. But what rights are you getting? Okay. So, very interesting questions. Yes. Final word to you. Go ahead. Then I'll open this. My question my is, how much is the administration prepared to register and to realize the reasons behind the breakup and for the registration sure. of the live-in relationship? Sure. And if there's a conflict in, in a situation where if the state feels that, you know, the rights of the woman are not being protected, etc., they can also call you in for questioning and they can be further probes. The other angle that I really want to explore in this show also is... Does this really make it more complicated for inter-religious couples? Remember, there's been a whole uh, debate around the idea of love jihad, whether it exists or it doesn't. So, a lot of really interesting questions here. Let me open this up uh, to my panel. I have a excellent panel joining me on We The People. We have uh, Zainab Sikandar, political analyst and columnist, Lalita Kumaramangalam, former chairperson of the National Commission for Women. And we also have Dr. Saeed Elias. He's a spokesperson of the All India Muslim Pastor Law Board and Kabir, who's a content creator and also in a same-sex relationship. Thank you all very much uh, for joining us. Lalita Kumaramangalam, I want to begin by asking you, you know, several interesting questions raised by my young audience in the studio today. On the first thing that I want to ask you, uh, is, you know, is this all duties with no rights? If you follow the r new rules and you go ahead and you register your live-in relationship, what is it doing for you? What is the live-in couple getting out of this registration process? Uh, see, there are both pros and cons to uh, this part of the UCC that has been introduced. Uh, the pros are that if any child is born out of such a relationship, and uh, let me add in the beginning that I am the last person to judge whether a couple want to live in or not, break up or not. It's their personal business. But there have been a lot of complaints from many girls, again, around Jalab Jihad and about being abandoned by boys when they are pregnant or 
when they thought that it was a long time relationship all of that which according to me again are personal questions hmm. but many girls do complain saying that given society is still so patriarchal hmm. i mean it's disgustingly patriarchal according to me but that's a different question altogether it is still very patriarchal it is the girl who gets judged much more than a boy does if there is a breakup okay but then this also applies to the fact that when a living uh, relationship is uh, registered there will be many people to point many more people many many more people to point fingers at the female partner rather than the male partner when mm. it comes to heterosexual relationships yes when it comes to same sex relationships and having worked with that community for the last 35 years and having an enormous number of very good friends from that community i understand their angst uh, it is a very very sensitive very very uh, it's like i mean you're sitting uh, you're literally walking on hot coals one of the things that i would like to see that if this law uh, this uh, ucc actually comes into thing is that um the people who will be uh, responsible for taking care of what we are calling the negative aspects in case there is not a registration hmm. the police the administration etc especially local administration at the zilla and panchayat level yes need to be given a totally different uh, uh trained i not given they need to be trained to think differently society still thinks in a very very patriarchal manner which is why we are still so judgmental about people in same sex relationships whether they belong to the female or the male gender secondly we need to be very clear that this sort of information will not be misused by anybody who is in power mm. whether it is politics whether it is the police whether it is the administration income tax etc 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 are there safeguards for that right what what the, the good thing that i see in this is that children born out of such yes. relationships will have rights you 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 did highlight you did you did highlight that so it in, you know it also it also in a certain sense gives a uh, you know more protection perhaps to a, a, a pregnant woman in a live in relationship you know rights yes. of the child guaranteed yes. those definitely are the are the positives but you've also highlighted yeah. several questions lalita kumar mangalam which again you know brings us to the point of has this really been thought through do we really understand the finer modalities of implementing this across states in our country what's it going to look like i think several questions there uh, but zainab sikandar on the point of uh, women's safety and women's security and this being something that will you know bring about gender justice how do you look at how women are going to be impacted specifically there was a very interesting question in the audience saying how does a registration of a live-in relationship guarantee women security i mean how do the two tie in together if at all um you know most of the points that lalita ji said um i completely agree with them and you know the main thing is that because it's a patriarchal society no matter if the girl is consenting to be in a live-in relationship most of the judgment will be cast on the on the female hmm. uh, in a heterosexual relationship hmm. now i have to be very honest and i want to say that personally at a personal level i have to say that i do not believe in live in relationships i think that as an institution it doesn't sit well in our society and i mean specifically in the case of india so personally this is my personal opinion yes. i'm not trying to put it on anyone else i don't believe in live in relationships so uh, theoretically this law be that me- as it may be that as it may the larger question like i said is how does it guarantee yes that is the reason women? that i'm saying this the reason yeah. that i don't it doesn't sit well with me and i think this law is correct theoretically is because it does protect the female more than the male because since the judgment lies more with the man okay. so the owner of the responsibility 
through this sort of uh, you know uh, what you could call it like a uh, uh, sort of it's like a thappa on the relationship literally okay. Okay. it is a legal thappa on the relationship that the guy can't take the female apartment that he has for granted especially if they have a child out of wedlock but there was another there was another very interesting question from the audience that how is it then different from just getting married then you may as well go to the court and register because a marriage because then Again, the legalities—a divorce, especially if we see the Hindu Marriage Act—a divorce is much okay. more long drawn. Even if you see the Muslim uh, marriage and divorce, you know the khula or the or the uh, talaq is still a long drawn process. Okay. This is still more simpler. Simpler. Okay, fair point. Uh, Doctor Elias, my question is very simple uh, to you. Do you think that this further complicates the life of inter-religious couples? Definitely, it complicates the life. basically when they say that it is a uh, the, they they will guard the private relationship of the people so it will be interference in the in the in the privacy of the people personal liberty of the people and so many other things and secondly it is not a uniform at all when you you exempt uh, tribals hmm. and you say that, that they will not be included then how can be uniform civil code hmm. secondly you know if you go through the entire civil code uh it is it is the hindu code which has been implemented through uniform civil code so it is not again you can we can say that the, it is a uniform civil code secondly when you see the entire civil code there are so many exemptions if a person marries if if a hindu marries according to this law hmm. they may get so many exemptions but no not no other person hmm. thirdly you know when we say india is protect the diversity of the country uh, we have a multi religious society we have multicultural society so why you bring one uniform civil code for the people okay. we 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 we, no. we are a heterogeneous society those are those are those are those are larger questions on the ucc we've we've debated the pros and cons no, and talking specifically that's about live in relationships dekhe uh, basically india is a, a predominantly religious country whether it is hindu religion or islamic religion or christian or whatever and nobody no religion subscribe to the living relationship hmm. when secondly when you say that uh, living relationship uh, relationship should get registered then why what is wrong what 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 happen in in marriages marriages also get registered yes. so it is as good as marriages okay okay uh you know i want to uh, uh, karuna nandi advocate of the supreme court also joining us uh before i come to you karuna i want to get a quick word in from kabir he's also in a same sex relationship he's a content creator kabir uh just thoughts how do you look at this Prima facie, how do you look at this? There's, there's no mention of same-sex couples. There's nothing in this for you, literally. But how do you look at this? Uh, it just is very funny because uh, the word uniform in itself is it, it's laughable because it really is going to the same point. It's proving the point that we are not even in the line of sight when it comes to policies. And uh, and 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 I would want to probably correct one of my learned friends who was here, uh, who said India is a religious country. India is a secular country. uh so that is the fabric of our society and when you talk about inclusiveness and in the name of inclusiveness what you're trying to build on uh, with policies like this uh it is uh, it's imperative that you can consider everyone right and the, and what we are seeing here the problem is not that uttarakhand is doing it the problem is that this is going to be a model that they will replicate for the rest of the country yes. and that's where the entire problem begins uh Karuna Nandi lots of questions for you uh, you know you you wear a legal hat so explain to us uh, the first question is what one of the young audience members asked uh, you know how is how is this different from just getting married if you have to prove to the state why you are in a living relationship and and then you have to you know you have to go register your 
relationship and then register your breakup, etc. So, you know, why, why not just get married? And the second question, uh, Karunanindi, very, very simply, is, is it really the state's business? I think you've really hit the nail on the head and you have sort of summarized very briefly what the Supreme Court has said uh, in a nine-judge bench, which is that there is intimate decision-making that our constitution protects through privacy. Now, rights cannot be the subject of a debate or of the state coming in and in, in invading those rights. In fact, the state must protect those rights. Why do I say that this is an example of a state uh, invading the right to free choice? Now, there are a lot of people, even on this panel, sort of making it very, very clear, you know, that it's not me. I am not interested in uh, live-in relationships, etc., because uh, there is a significant amount of social opprobrium attached to it. Um, if the goal of the Uttarakhand state is to bring rights, is to bring uniform rights and to bring civil rights, then let them tweak this to remove the criminal penalty to make sure that the whoever they use, the gender neutral term whoever they use, applies to everybody, hmm. regardless of gender, regardless of sexuality. Hmm. Because at the moment, the words are there. They just need to, for Fuller clarification, make an explicit statement right. and let it be a registered civil partnership. Hmm. That would bring rights. At the moment, the way it currently stands, this code only brings penalty, only brings pain because it allows the registering authority to consult, consult all, sorts, all sorts of people. Hmm. It necessarily, quite apart from the criminal penalty, makes the relationship public and a matter for state and society, whereas the couples may absolutely not choose to, and in fact have not because they have chosen not to get married in most cases, mm. um, and makes vulnerable couples that are already vulnerable because of the nature of the relationship, yes. and very often because they are not getting social sanction, yes. because they are of different castes. Remember the uh, very, very limited, I think it's 11%, of people marrying even within caste, forget within religions. Yes. So this this can be changed. This can be made a civil partnership for all. But of course, we know that's not going to happen. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I think you've raised a very important question on what about the what about the rights? Uh, you know, there are there are duties for registration, but what about the rights? Lalita Kumar Mamgalam, do you want to do you want to briefly address that? Do you think this is a yeah. all duty, no, no rights kind of a deal? No, no. Like I said, there is a there are pros and cons to the law, and the fact is that uh, uh, an individual has as much right to choose to uh, you know to speak or not agree with same sex or uh, even live in relationships mm. as they have to agree with it. Mm. So uh, both but are. Uh, but at the same time, you're not giving live in relationship think, yeah, couples the choice. But you know, no, no, no. But, but I haven't said that. They have a choice. Every individual has the right to decide whether they want to get married or not. Right? Uh, I don't think we are, we, we will, we are being fair to everybody if we say that one, that one has the right to say, I don't believe in it. As right. much as if one has to say, no, but that, you I know, address, address a simple problem. question. Address a simple according question. To me, Many according people, to me, the law needs a lot of tweaking. Many people uh, one in, one sec, that, I, have, I have a very specific uh, question. Many people in living relationships today, are not mm. getting into civil partnerships or not 
Yes. Not registering marriages yes. because they want yes. to keep it private because they are either you know the, the partner is of a different caste or a different religion, their family is not accepting. So those are the people who find it easier, perhaps, to live their lives in live in relationships. But you are taking well, that privacy away people, from them. To those people, we need to be able to explain to them then very clearly that if it is not a, a civil relationship, to put it in slightly different terms. Then there are rights to which, uh, especially the women who are the ones who normally get uh, more approbation, more judgment, less rights, etc. If the relationship okay. breaks up, okay, and the children don't have access to. Right in the beginning, this is what I said. This is extremely okay. important. There was one we need more to question. Understand. There was one we more question. We also need to understand. One minute. We yes. also need to understand that same-sex relationships must come under this. It's very unfair yes. to leave them out. You said that because yes. it's. I mean, we have to stop being so. Uh, sorry, I can't use the word I wanted to. We have to stop being so judgmental about these sort of things. Yes. If you're talking about Combined inclusion, me. then include everybody. Okay. Well, it's that's a welcome you know, thing. I want to. I want to very quickly. You know, Karuna Nandi, because you're a senior advocate of the Supreme Court, you understand the finer nuances of this. There was a member in the audience who had a very interesting question. What if two friends want to live together? What if they're not in a live-in relationship? There are so many people who come to the city for work, etc. And what if a man and a woman who are just friends want to live together? What do they do? I think precisely. Imagine the invasion of privacy. Lawrence versus Texas was a landmark case in the U.S. Supreme Court, which invalidated sodomy laws across the United States, and they made same-sex sexual activity legal in every state of the United States. But they did this, and the reason I bring this up, on the basis primarily of privacy. So, what is the state going to do if somebody says that they are, in fact, a very eminent investment banker tweeted that when she graduated from IIM Ahmedabad, she was living in what were then called chamaris, which right. were, um, she was, uh, you know, living with various genders and yes. her parents trusted her upbringing to the extent that she was not um, engaging okay. in sexual activity yes. without any judgment. Yes. Um, now, the point is that how is the state going to establish that this is a live-in relationship think, and therefore worthy of criminalization? Yes. Are they going to come into your house yes. and check whether there is sexual activity or not? Yes. What I level think, of invasion of privacy is this? Okay, I think I think you've left us with a thought that we all really need to think over. The purpose of this conversation has to uh, has been to ask some of these questions that I think are playing on a lot of people's minds. We've had a panel of experts answer them. We've had a young audience who's voiced those questions and concerns. That's all the time we have on this edition of We the People. If you've tuned in tonight, thanks for watching.